hard to travel with a one-year-old. My daughter gets on Amtrak and she finds a way to lick the train from top to bottom and in between. What are you doing, kid? What? Hey, everybody. It's Teresa. Welcome to Exaggerated. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Exaggerated. I'm so glad you're here. We are jumping right into episode four. Uh, First of all, if you've been listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I've had so much great feedback about this show, and I'm so, so happy to keep uh, bringing it to you. It's so fun to make. Um, I mean, so many people have reached out um, about different parts and been like, oh, this is my favorite part of uh, so many people. So when I say so many people, it means four of my girlfriends. And if I say I heard it somewhere, it means TikTok or Instagram. If I say, well, someone asked me, it's because someone that I had a crush on 10 years ago in acting school asked me about it. Or if I say, um, uh, 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 this has been requested by so many people and I just need to jump right in, it's my mom. So anyway, so many people have, um, you know, just said so many great things. And I know you guys are listening. Um, I see the, the, the YouTube views and, you know, it started at one and then it was two and now it's six. And hi, all six of you for watching on YouTube. Thank you so much. Um, everybody else, watch on YouTube, listen wherever you get your podcast and let's just let's just keep having fun um i had so many technical issues today i hate when that happens it feels like everything is going wrong right like the episode three had so many problems uploading there was like all these glitches um and i think it's fixed now i don't know people are listening to it they can find it so it's definitely on youtube it worked on youtube no problem um but it's, it's always so frustrating because I don't, this is all very new to me. And so I was just going through, you know, everything was going wrong from, you know, the episode not posting to like one of my light bulbs wasn't, you know, working and it ended up not being screwed in enough. And you're like, who unscrewed the light bulb, right? And then you start to wonder, why is the phone falling over? Why is the computer dying? Like, what's going on with the moon that makes all this tech stuff happen because that's how how my brain works i'm not like oh it's just a clumsy day i'm like oh what astrologically is going on with the planets that's causing problems with the podcast today what is the universe trying to teach me about the podcast that it's not uploading at midnight when i want it to I don't know. It's probably just like my computer or something. You know, I just looked down and one of my rings is in the wrong spot. Like I put on the same rings pretty much every morning. (laughs) And that's another perfect example. I'm like, oh, what's the universe telling me? Because my ring's in the wrong spot. Usually I put um, my, I guess my engage, it's my engagement ring is usually in the middle. Right now it's at the bottom. And then my wedding band is in the middle and then this little like extra stacker one. So I don't know what's going on today, people. What's going on? Uh, Oh, this week has been crazy, you guys. Um, My daughter is sick. She's fine. It's just viral. She's just being like a Petri dish toddler. Uh, But it's the worst. Like, so her sleep is affected. She's whiny. She's stuffed up. She's coughing. And it's, it's bad. I hate, 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 hate seeing her sick. It drives me insane like any parent i'm sure but this is new to me she's only one so she's had a cough what maybe twice in her life and now she's just hacking in the night and i'm like up 
worrying and also i want to sleep but i'm crying no um so hopefully she gets better soon um but it's been a lot of being home in the apartment changing a lot of work changing a lot of stuff around um and just making it work and i think ultimately you don't know about that stuff until you're a parent like i never thought twice about friends or cousins that have kids like their schedules or their I'm like oh cool that's what they do they work it's just like how I work or or they go here it's just what except on the weekends they have kids you know no it's like your entire life and schedule you're always on borrowed time like you're you're always like you know like my daughter's napping right now I've got the the monitor right next to me and I'm like okay great this might end up being a 15 minute episode if she decides I've got to wake up I want something to drink. I need to cough. I want to snuggle. And that we're just going to vibe with that. We're going to be like, oh, you're going to say, did the entire episode upload or was there a glitch? There's only 15 minutes of you talking about the moon breaking your phone. Nope. My daughter woke up. So that's the episode. Like that might happen. I don't know. I hope not. Hopefully we get there because this is going to be a fun one. Um, I'm, I have a mouse update for you at the end. You're like, we know you're in New York City living amongst the rats. No one cares. Um, I have a mouse update for you later. Um, I have a lot of really exciting things. Of course, we have the, the ick of the day and the love of the day at the end of the episode. Um, this is going to be a really, really fun one. We've got some silly things. We've got some sincere things i think i don't know my little my little brain's been churning all week so here goes um we went home for easter um and it was so nice like we take amtrak to go home which is um that's just what it is you get on amtrak and you just gotta go here we go we're on a train like that that's the only thing you can count on well we're on a train you can't count on it being on time. You can't count on it be being comfortable or clean or like it's fine. It does the job. The tickets are are super affordable and they ought to be because if if they get expensive, I won't take that time because it's the same. You know, if you're paying seventy two dollars for two people and a baby and a dog, um, if the, if the ticket is $72, that's okay, fine. That's a that's a decent price for for three people and a dog to travel. If if you get into the into the 150 range when you get closer to the day, nope. I'd rather walk. I'd rather walk because you're not getting a different train. You're getting the same crunchy seats and cr and okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to know and I've I've talked about this on TikTok before and the video got a lot of it went viral. No, it didn't. It was like 100k views or something. But it's like Amtrak is messy. Like they're just going through it. The the people on there like working. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but you guys okay? If someone that works for Amtrak hears this episode, blink twice if you need to be saved. Because these people get on that loudspeaker and it's scratchy. You can't hear. It's way too loud. And they're immediately threatening people they're like get your bags off the seats it's a packed train no matter where you're going you could be going to Timbuktu on a Tuesday at 9 p.m and they're you're the only person on the train and they would say the train sold out get your bags off the seat get women and children first into the lifeboats like everything is so heightened and so intense this woman that was working on the train bless her heart because it's probably a hard job but she was 
unhinged. She was marching up and down, checking the tickets. If people didn't have their QR code ready, she skipped them. People were like, oh, is it a, a code, a, a QR code? Elderly people or, you know, and <laughs> she was like, you gotta have it out, gotta have your brightness up. And she was on to the next person. Gotta have it out, gotta have your brightness up. And I was like, oh my God. So she's going up and down the aisles, check it, put your brightness up. Do you have environmental mode? Is there environmental mode on your phone? Take the environmental mode off your phone. This is what she's announcing on the loudspeaker before she's up and down the aisles. And I was like, this is a lot. This is a lot. Um, should those elderly people just go up to the desk or the kiosk and print a paper ticket? Yeah, yeah, they should. But they didn't miss. And they don't even know how to turn their iPhone off. So I need you to find your little bit of patience scroll down and scan it then one person had like an email i'm first of all i'm nosy you don't think i know i'm self-reflecting in this moment and i'm like wow maybe don't listen to other people's conversations can't help it love it too much so um this one girl had like an email that she exchanged i guess with customer service that said um like that she could take a different time or something. I don't know how it works. She didn't like officially change her ticket, but she had some kind of correspondence that said she could go on the train that we were on. So let's say for this story, she was supposed to take the 9 a.m. train. This is the 10 a.m. train. She didn't officially switch the ticket, but she has the email. This Amtrak worker lost her mind. She said, absolutely not. You need to call the phone number and you need to officially change your ticket. I cannot scan this. I need a QR code. I've never seen someone love QR codes as much as this woman. And the woman, the train was going to Canada. So I believe this woman was French and she was a little bit confused. And she was just like, but I have the email. Like, how do I call? And she was like, you're going to call. You're going to call 1-800-USA-RAIL. This is word for word for word what the woman said, the worker. She said, you're gonna call 1-800-USA-RAIL. It's 1-800-USA, because we're in the USA. Rail, because this is a railroad. What are you doing? What are you doing? I think, I think in that moment, correct me if I'm wrong, I think in that moment, you just say, thanks for the email. Welcome to the train. What are you doing? She obviously paid. There's obviously some kind of correspondence. You're not going to scan it. You're not going to have a 10 out of 10 perfect scan, but who cares? Right? Anyway, I don't know. But that's what we do. It's important for me to go home for family holidays. Um, and it's hard sometimes. It's hard because you have to go on Amtrak. Um, and it's it, like it's expensive to travel. It's hard to travel with a one-year-old. My daughter gets on Amtrak and she finds a way to lick the train from top to bottom and in between. She tastes things on that train that you wouldn't even know are there. She'll find a little hook that's like for a wheelchair. Like if somebody's in a wheelchair and they wanna keep sitting in their wheelchair, they have that like fastener belt that can attach your wheelchair. She'll lick it. She will squat straight down an even perfect yoga squat and she will slurp the wheelchair fastener. What do you? doing kid what and then you wonder why she's sick this week everyone listening is like uh your daughter's sick because she's nasty and here's the thing i love her so much i don't think she's nasty but she's exploring and she puts everything in her mouth and i know all toddlers do that but dear god why 
It's she will take her little blocks or toys. She'll be sitting on the train with me playing with them. She'll just launch herself onto the floor and be like, I want to play with these blocks on Amtrak's floor because this carpet looks like it used to be blue. Yeah, looks like it used to be blue. And now it's dirty brown with shoes and grime and germs. And I just want to have a silly time in there for a little bit. I just want to roll around on that carpet. And I got to be honest, a lot of times we let her do it because you got to pick your battles as a parent. And we scoop her up off that floor and we're like, get off the floor, sit with dad, sit with mom, eat a puff. Please sit quietly, do anything. That's why you have screen time. I don't know. if It's like we take away the screen time for a little bit because we try to not overdo it, of course. And then she licks the floor. So it's like, what do you want? What do you want? Do you want a viral infection or do you want her to sing too many Miss Rachel songs? Pick your battles. Pick your battles. Um, but yeah, so it's so I'm so glad that we were able to get home um, because it's just, I don't know, it's important, right? Like I'm aging, my parents are aging, not to make this a depressive thing, but um, like in 2020 when it was the pandemic, it was it was Thanksgiving and it was gonna be Thanksgiving and Christmas and no one went home for the holidays. Like it was like no holidays. And I remember my husband and I being like, what are we gonna do? Because I really wanted to see my grandma, my nanny, um, and my grandma. They were both alive at the time. And um, um, so we we did the whole thing in 2020. We quarantined for two and a half weeks. We tested. We retested. We It was this whole thing. We ended up... Did we drive? Gosh, I don't even remember. No, we probably took the train because we ended up staying um, upstate for ages. So we probably took the train because we wouldn't have had a rental car that long. Um, or unless I drove and returned it, but they don't always let you do that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so we went upstate for Thanksgiving. We made sure it was all safe. We got there. We like quarantined again. We tested. It was just crazy. Like, And then it ended up being my nanny's last Thanksgiving. And my, my grandma's, it was just, I don't know. It was crazy. Um, and I just feel really, really lucky that I've, I've always like prioritized that kind of stuff. But and then now it's so different. Like at the time, people were really, really scared. I completely understand why people didn't travel for those holidays. Like it was a really scary time. Now we hear that somebody has COVID and we're like, lick the inside of my mouth. Oh, you have COVID? Could I have a little? I'd like a day off. Like that's what it's become. I don't know. I Obviously, it's hopefully it's less strong now or something, but it feels like no one cares anymore. Everyone's back to just like trying to figure out when to go into the office or not. I don't know. Um, I've, I've got to take a pause here because the phone is ringing and I don't know why. Um, hold the phone. Okay. Hi, we're back. Um, so my, um, that's so funny. My, this is where I would put a commercial break if anyone wants to send me products and money. But anyway, I, um, they, they just called. So this is actually a perfect segue for the mouse update because they just called and they said the exterminator's coming up they come every thursday um and just like check on things whatever and last week we were rejoicing okay so they put the bait stations in um latest update was we had seen the mouse we tried to catch it we thought they left we saw more droppings they put in more bait stations and all that stuff and the sticky traps and whatever so we haven't seen anything or well so originally a few weeks ago we found a mouse um he was dead and my mom picked it up with a glove and she held it like this and then we said what do we do with this and it was only me and my mom here and then we took a sweet green salad bowl out of the recycling and we put him in there and we closed it and then we gave it to the guy because we didn't know like 
we were like, this is probably so dumb. We know nothing about mice or, and I don't know a lot about anything, but um, we were like, do they have to like test it? Do they have to like dispose of it in a certain way? Do they, like we didn't know. So we like, they come every Thursday. It was like, a th my mom was here and, and we found him and we like sanitarily picked him up and put him in the sweet green bowl. And, um, and, um, and then we were like, do you guys like want this? And they were like, no, um, no, we're, we're actually good. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't need the mouse. So we thought it was over. So then a week goes by, they come again last Thursday and they are looking around. There's nothing there's no droppings there's no and I'm like yes did we do it they're like it's sealed up the guy was he was proud he was happy this has been like over a month and a half and he he thought he did it and Monday night Tuesday night I was making dinner and I opened a box of pasta and I poured it into it was Banza pasta if Banza wants to sponsor me and send me pasta we love Banza pasta it's the best it's that like nice pasta that is made of beans I love when food is made of beans uh big tangent here my cousin always makes fun of me because I'll be like oh we went to this like burger place and I'll be like did you have a burger or did you have a bean burger I love line it up black bean brownies black bean burger veggie burger um a pasta made of beans make it all out of beans make me a thanksgiving dinner out of beans and i'm there i love plant-based dishes i love protein i love everything about it i love the texture i love the taste and my daughter loves beans now too and it drives my husband crazy because he's a little like i would like a steak and i'm like what about a steak made out of beans and he's like no thank you so i make the steak and the side of beans and it all goes fine but now my daughter is like mm, beans and i'm like mm, beans and now i'm like you're outnumbered the dog likes steak better than beans though so maybe it's tied anyway i'm making the bands of pasta and a mouse runs as fast as, as it can across my kitchen and it was the day it was light out and it was like you expect this stuff to be you know maybe they creep around at night you don't hear about it you just see the poo nope this guy was like i'm out and i'm agile and i'm fast and he ran across the kitchen and the way i screamed i was shocked my heart came out of my chest died on the ground was pumping on the kitchen floor i scooped it back up put it back inside and moved on with my day but wow was I scared so now we're I don't know I guess back at square one like I have no idea so now they need to come today they just called and they're like the exterminator is going to come up in a little while and I was like great give me a little bit I'm recording something and they were like sure she is does she work and I was like no but anyway I have a podcast <laughs> I was like hey do you listen to my podcast and the doorman was like no please stop talking out loud to no one no anyway uh yeah so so now i don't know um i thought i came into this with a little note on my notepad that said mouse update and i thought i was going to tell you that they were gone but i don't know well i know they're not because somebody came ratatouille was back in the kitchen he was like banza let me show you what i can do with rigatoni and i was like listen i'm trying to eat a little healthier get a little fit for summer get some more vegetables into me and ratatouille was like no not on my watch um, I can't believe I didn't spill the pasta. The box was open and it was like this and he ran and I went, oh, 
and it went like that and they only jostled a little and they think god what if it what if pasta went all over the kitchen <laughs> he probably would have been happy because he probably would have been running out going "Ooh, rotini is this beans anyway dear god so that's that about that um <laughs> i was talking um one of the main things i wanted to bring up today on the podcast is like diet culture and just how being a young woman you're automatically you know exposed to so much diet culture so early and i saw this post there's this um really cool uh site <laughs> there's a really cool www site no um it's this girl's instagram account and she has a twitter and it's um i think it's called the nutritious tea i'll fact check it and i'll um i'll put it in the description but she shares really um cool content around diet culture and kind of debunking a lot of these myths and um i grew up in the 90s of course um in america so we had the craziest you know it was this is like weight watchers culture this is the special k diet this is the cabbage soup diet this is atkins like we it it used to really be i mean it's it didn't even have to be specifically shoved down my throat because it permeated the society around me um so you knew of all these diets you tried all these diets at like crazy ages and that's what she was talking about her post said something about um which i think led to um another article but um she was talking about do do you remember the first time that you were exposed to diet culture and like one one of the people said that she used to her mom was doing the special k diet so she did the special K diet with her when she was 14 years old. That's so tragic. The special K diet, for those that don't remember the tragedy of diet culture in the 90s, the special K diet was written by Special K, the cereal. And it used to be written on the back of the box. And on the back of the box, it was like the special K diet, lose. It was always like on the front of the box. I'll never forget this. And I this was around in the 90s i'm sure but i remember first kind of indulging myself in the special k diet in college late high school like early college and on the front of the box i'll never forget it was a, like a very trim woman um with jeans on with like a bowl of cereal and a measuring tape and the measuring tape was like wrapped around her body and the whole shtick was like um lose two jean sizes in two weeks like that was always, that was some of the marketing and the special k diet was literally a quarter cup of cereal and like a quarter cup of skim milk three times a day and a sensible dinner of veggies and lean protein and the whole like their whole shtick was you can eat any kind of special k you want you can have the special k red berries you can even have the chocolate special k are you kidding me like at the time, I remember doing this diet in college, being like, oh, this is obviously the answer. And then actually measuring out the amount of cereal and being like, oh, I eat a bowl of cereal like four inches deep. This is a quarter cup of cereal. How was this even allowed to be like, it's just crazy. And like my mom was always on a diet growing up. My aunt's always on a diet. Like it was just it was so part of it. I remember like everything was Weight Watchers points and and Weight Watchers points were like you like fruit was a lot of points. I remember because it was sugar 
like bananas were a lot of points and you're just like are you kidding me imagine ever being like it's the banana i'm overweight and i need to lose weight so i'm gonna just cut out bananas that doesn't even make sense like i'm sure I don't know, maybe if you're diabetic or something, the fruit, the, the sugar and fruit matters, sure. I'm not saying there's not like certain diets that are right for certain people, but a lot of this stuff is like unhinged. I remember always um, my mom and my aunts always did the cabbage soup diet. Do you guys remember this diet, the cabbage soup diet? Oh my God, wait, I just got such a strong flashback of this. Um, my dad would make so much soup. So you were, I believe this diet and I'll, I don't know. I'll I'll have I'll have to fact check this, but the diet was I think originally for like heart disease patients or heart attack. It was something like that, and it was like the American Heart Association cabbage soup diet, I believe, or something like that. And um, it was like you made this vegetable cabbage soup, and you oh my god, this is wild. I'm having so many flashbacks of this right now. Like I did this. I, I remember making this soup like when I lived on the Upper West Side five years ago. Like this is not, I've only really started exploring my um, my relationship to food really since like 2020 when the pandemic started and I, and I was able to slow down. I was modeling full time and acting and doing voiceover work and um, at the time of the pandemic and I just started to really reevaluate how I live, how I eat, the amount that's in my day. Um, I'll get to that in a second. But the cabbage soup diet was vegetable soup, this like cabbage soup. And you could eat an unlimited amount of the soup for however many days. I think it was like a week long diet. You could eat however, and then each day had a different like thing. Like I remember one day you could have a certain amount of ground beef with the soup. One day was like bananas and skim milk. I'll never forget this. It was like, you can have as many bananas as you want, as much soup as you want, and up to eight glasses of skim milk. That was like one of the days. And my mom would make like shakes out of the the, the bananas and the skim milk. Like, what? Like, so I don't know. I guess it was, and I just remember you were only supposed to do it for like a week or two. And like people around me would be like, I'm doing the cabbage soup diet, but I'm just gonna, I made so much soup. I'm gonna do it for six weeks. Like, just another form of starvation, obviously. But it was so normal. It was so real. Like, your mom was always on a diet. Your aunts were always on a diet. Your friends were on a diet. You would do diets with your mom. Like, it was just so... And it was no one's fault. Like, but now I couldn't imagine ever... A friend of mine... Like, like I couldn't imagine ever doing that in front of my daughter. A friend of mine who's a comedian, and she's so funny, and I respect her so much, has kids probably like college age. And she said something so profound, and it stuck with me. Um, and if she wants me to name her, I will after this, like uh, when I post or something. But uh, she, I don't even know that she knows how much it stuck with me. But she said that her kids were like off to college, and some, we were talking about goals or something. And she was like, oh, I'd like to lose like five or 10 pounds. I kind of like feel like I want to get fit, whatever. Nothing wrong with that, great. And she said, I've never dieted in like the last 19 to 20 years because I had two daughters and I refused to let them see a woman, their mother, constantly trying to shrink herself, constantly trying to eat healthy, eating something different than them eating. And that blew my mind. My daughter at the time was only like two months old and I just that just stuck with me. And I said, oh my God, she's exactly right. I will adopt this. I will I will die on this hill. I don't think you should diet in front of your kids. I don't think you should, you know, I think you can teach balanced 
eating. I think you can teach healthy exercise and getting outside and being active. I'm not saying don't don't perform healthy habits in front of your kids, but I 100% will subscribe to this idea that my daughter will never be served. Oh, here, daddy and 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 you get this dish of pasta, but mommy's only having a salad because it's bathing suit season. Never. I will sit there and eat the pasta even if I don't like it, just so she understands that you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want. The size of your body does not matter. If you are a healthy person, that does not look a certain way. Um, and uh, I don't know, it just, it cuts deep. Um, because it's, I think that's so important. And I, I've just respected my friend 10 times for that. And, and I wanna share that. And I hope it sticks with even one other person to just leave your kids alone and know when you're putting your stuff on them. Like I have all, so many, I, I've been in the modeling and entertainment industry um, since I was eight years old. So I have a lot of stuff around food and I've gone through, I mean, we used to do the master cleanse in acting school. We would take, you know, those like Nalgene bottles, those big like plastic water bottles. And we would just put salt, lemon, water and cayenne and uh, it was essentially like that, like it made this like spicy lemonade and you would drink just that for four days, like unhinged. I remember doing this like salt detox thing where you just like drink all this salt and basically it just made you like go to the bathroom uncontrollably. Like I just remember doing every cleanse, every diet. And I was probably an eight, size eight, a size six. I've been a two, I've been a four. Like I always, I mean, my jeans would be a size two and I'd be on the master cleanse. What do you, where are you going? What are you gonna lose? Like, yeah, my stomach would get flatter. No kidding, all I've had is water for four days. Like, it's just so um, ingrained in us. And I think even now we talk about this body positivity movement and this everything is diversity, everything is, but is it? I don't know, because it's it's more, I just feel like corporations putting this label on things and, and a brand putting one size 10 girl in a fashion show and being like, wow, we're diverse. I don't know that we've gotten there. I don't, um, I, you know, real diversity is just real people all the time. And, um, and that's not to say don't hire actors, like, cause then we have, you know, real people casting now for certain commercials and certain things. and you know, you could still hire actors. I just think, you know, every sample size is still a two or a four or a, you know, so it's like little by little, we have a brand use a, a diverse model, whatever diverse means to them. Oh, she has curly hair. So that's outlandish. Let's put her in the campaign, like enough. Um, use just I don't know it's we're so far we it's gotten so much better I think but but we're still so 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 far um and and I still fall into the trap of it I still fall into the trap of measuring myself a little too often I used to I worked as a fit model for a really long time I still do sometimes um and you know a fit model so they build clothes on me and it was a great job while it was a great job but it gets in your head man when you're when you're constantly being measured, usually by someone else, it's, I'll do a whole episode maybe one day on the modeling industry and some of the truths behind it because you guys, a lot of people hear model and they're like, ooh, glamorous. No, I'm here to tell you no. I think some of these huge supermodels that become household names and they 
have different outlets and and shows and brand deals i think that is probably could be pretty glamorous but the actual models hitting the pavement nine to five every day doing production work doing showroom work doing e-commerce photo shoots doing regular photo shoots that's work um they are working for every dollar and being a model is really hard i'm not saying compared to other jobs like i know there's other jobs that are harder there's people that are going to listen to this and be like oh being a model's hard whatever i build houses okay got it okay i'm not saying it's the hardest job compared to other jobs whatever i'm saying it's a really hard job you go try to take a photo and have emotion behind your eyes and have your body be held perfectly and be if you're comfortable taking a photo you're not going to like the photo and I stand by that. I, I'm gonna make t-shirts that say, if you're comfortable taking a photo, you're not gonna like the photo. Because taking a great photograph is a full body experience. From your toes to the tips of your hair, you are holding every single piece of yourself. Not necessarily stiff, but you are thinking. You have to have a thought in your head. Um, um, my manager, who I love so much, told me so many years ago, I was. this is a great, excellent tip when you're taking a photograph. Um, uh, I was getting new headshots done and I said to him I don't know it was like the trends change of headshots so a headshot is essentially a picture that you use to get jobs in acting you have a picture of your face your resume is stapled to the back of it now a lot of it is digital I haven't printed headshots in ages but um, they used to be printed out they used to be and, and the trends always change they would be it would be really in style to have colored headshots for a while like colored pictures then it was really in style to have black and white headshots now I if you had a black and white headshot now it would probably be like what are you Joey Tribbiani and friends like you would not have a black and white headshot now um, but then there'd be borders like thick white borders then there was thin ones then you'd put your name then you wouldn't put your name like it was oh the trends I've, I'm gonna post through um, on Instagram the days the the years of different headshots because I've had them for so long and there's so many different styles um, but anyway I was talking to my manager and I was going to get new headshots this was such a while ago and I was really in this in-between stage I was like in my like early 20s I didn't know what the heck I was who I was really and I said to him um, a lot of my my shots at the time were really commercial and really smiley and um, really just like pretty pictures and that was the trend for a while and then um, I was talking with him and it was like the trend is kind of changing a little bit we want more just like real photos this and that and I was like how do I how do I go about that? And we were just talking about how to take that picture. And he said, recite your favorite line of dialogue from a play or a show or or sing in your head your favorite song. Like he's like, find a piece of text that you can be reciting. Like do your favorite monologue that lights you up inside with whatever that emotion is, lights you up with, you know, fear, love, anger, regret. Like let yourself feel all those emotions and just have the photographer shoot. And the pictures I got, I worked with for so long. One of them I still use, and this was, I mean, 12 years ago. But um, I, I just got these photos of my my eyes and my nose and my mouth moving in these ways that was so real and so true um, to my artist. And it was just incredible. So that's a really good tip if you're taking a picture. Really be thinking of something or reciting something that you love. and. Because you don't know how your eyes light up when you're talking about something you're really excited about or or when things get really sad, you might not realize that you kind of look under the hoods of your eyes a little bit. Like there's ways to um, 
you know, to change your face and body and stuff in photos. And I think models and actors know how to do that really, really well. And it's really hard to do. It's a skill that you have to learn. And it's really fun though. If you do make it your job, like I did, it's really fun. And sometimes I take a lot of that kind of stuff for granted. Um, Even making this podcast came easy-ish because once lockdown happened, this is my third time mentioning lockdown. Is this the lockdown episode? when when lockdown happened i was i was so full-time employed i was modeling all day i had three huge voiceover clients at the time and i was like oh we're shutting down for two weeks and i remember one of my clients we used to record twice a week we would do 35 radio spots in a session because they would change the location of where they are so it was a lot of come meet santa at blah 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 come meet you know whatever it was and it would be like new york st louis portland like so you had to do each spot was a different spot and um so closing for two weeks when they were like we got to shut down the city for two weeks was unheard of i remember my engineer saying what microphone do you use for auditions And I said, I use my iPhone. I don't do, we used to go to auditions in person. The self-record, you would get a self-record now and then. You would get a self-tape now and then. Um, And self-taping was popular-ish. But you would go to a studio to tape it. You were never home in New York City. You, your apartment was just enough to sleep in. And you were away for a wedding on the weekend. You were doing shows every night. You would go to the gym. Like we take for granted now how much we do at home already maybe we don't take it for granted maybe i just take it for granted but um i didn't record anything on my own i didn't have time to i was out modeling all day if i had an audition i would go to a studio i would go to a friend's place i would go to um if i did do it at home i was recording on my iphone because you would never self-record the job ever 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 so the audition was it could be a quick iphone mp3 to hear your voice to to get an idea of, oh, she seems good. Then you would go into the studio for a callback if it was a self-record. And then they would direct you a little bit, change it around, okay. And then the the record date would be whatever date. And you would show up, you would record everything with an engineer. I just spoke into a microphone. Actors acted in front of a camera. We memorized lines. We broke down our scripts. That was it. Now we're setting up lighting, we're setting up sound, we're setting up all of this equipment for this podcast. I already had. And in 2020, one of my big clients said, you gotta, we need everything. And I was outfitted with a booth, a mic, um, everything. And then over time I got lights, I got cameras, I got um, stuff that I use in, in some of my own projects, but I didn't have any of this stuff. I didn't, like this is the, a studio mic um, that they insisted I get. I would never have this nice of a microphone for an audition, cause you didn't need it. You used a little USB mic. Um, and and you just, you know, yapped into it. One time I booked a Temple University. I think that's in Philadelphia, right? Correct me, guys. Um, uh, t- Temple University audition uh, for voiceover. I was out working and I used to joke with my voiceover agent that I would record auditions in a fashion closet because I was always at a fashion job. And then I would hide in a closet with my iPhone and just whisper the lines and, into the phone. Um, and one time um, I was at a fashion client who was mean and didn't let me sit in the closet and record. And they were like, no, you're a model, be quiet, you talk. That's another big modeling thing, especially fit modeling. Um, I'm way too talkative 
to be a good fit model. Um, any of my clients that I've kept for fit modeling over the years, um, they just like who I am, and that's rare. Usually designers are like, why is there sound coming out of her mouth? Please don't speak. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm, I'm half kidding. But so, so at this particular time for the Temple University audition, um, they wouldn't let me use the fashion closet. They had like another meeting or something. So I went to a Starbucks on 38th Street and 8th Avenue, loudest Starbucks in the world, and it was like due in an hour. So I just opened up my phone with the Starbucks songs in the background. <laughs> and I just recorded the audition. And it sounded, I sent it to my agent and I said, hey, I can't get home right now. I can't get to a studio. Um, Cause they have, that That used to be a big thing too. Um, there's a microphone in a booth at your agent's office. So if you needed to do a self-record, you were never expected to do it at home alone. Like they have a booth if you need to use a booth, if you need to connect. Um, so you could always like pop there and do an audition. Um, and I like didn't have time to do that. I was so between clients. So I went to the noisy coffee shop and I did the commercial into my iPhone and there was so much background noise. I was like, this is insane. So I sent it to my agent and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, this sounds insane. I have no time right now. I'm swamped. Um, you don't have to send it if, if it sounds ridiculous, like use your judgment. She was like, ah, they understand. Sent it in, I booked the job. A couple days later, I like recorded in their studio. They didn't care about the background noise because it wasn't going to be there. There was going to be a professional mic. There was going to be an engineer. Now, if you sent that audition in, my agent would never send it because they're now, um, you know, auditioning your space too. They're auditioning your mic. They're auditioning, not always. They usually now say when they are, which is nice. They'll be like, this is going to be a home record. And you'll kind of say in the beginning, hi, I'm Teresa Moriarty. This is my audition for Clarissa Explains It All. Um, I'm on my microphone in my studio with Source Connect. Like you say, excuse me, you say all these things um, ahead of time so they know what you're working with. So yeah, I don't know. I guess if you're an actor, be honest about that. Always be like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm recording this in my iPhone because your agent will tell the casting director and they'll, they'll let them know, oh, she's in Aruba and she's on the beach, so you're gonna hear waves crashing. That's not a sound effect she added in at the end. What if I did that? That's funny. I wanna go to Aruba. Um, I don't have no idea how long this is because the phone interrupted me. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't know, I, I think that's it for today. How exciting. Oh, the ick. Okay, so this is my ick right now. People who are bad at canceling. Ick. Don't be bad at canceling. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying never cancel. I'm not saying be a people pleaser. If you can't make it to something, you cancel. My daughter is sick this week, so I'm not going to make it to my friend's concert tonight. She's been waking up in the night. It's just impossible for me to go. I don't want the babysitter or my husband to, I just want to be the one that's with her when she has a little bit of a fever. I'm not going to make it. I sent a text. Hello? I can't make it to the show tonight. I'm so upset because I am. I wanted to go so badly. Um, I have four tickets. Do you know anyone? I know it's sold out and they need tickets, here you go. That's it, they said, wow, great, thanks. Wow, great, thanks, we'll use the tickets actually. Here's the people to send them to. Done. I hate when people are bad at canceling, when they're like wishy-washy back and forth. I might make it, I might be able to, hey, do you wanna get coffee on Wednesday? Oh my God, yeah, definitely, great, that would sound awesome. If 
I end up not having to go to work. My baby sleeps through the night. The dog doesn't have to go to the vet. And the coffee place has matcha because I'm not drinking caffeine. So let's aim for Wednesday if all those things align. And then you're kind of like, they're going to cancel, aren't they? Wednesday rolls around and you say, hey, did you want to grab coffee? Oh, my God. You know, remember I was saying da 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 Just stop. If you want to go to plans, if it works for your schedule, say yes. Accept those plans. Be grateful that your friends want to hang out with you and that they're available too and that you know it's going to be so fun when you get there because sometimes I know plans can give people anxiety. I get it, but you know you're going to have a good time when you get there. So commit to those plans and go to those plans. If you're not sure, say no. Say no or say a real maybe and just be like, maybe these five things have to align. Maybe Thursday's better and actually keep that plan. I feel like I have so many like colleagues or friends that will just are people are so wishy-washy nowadays. Everybody's just always canceling. And sometimes you have to, like I get it, cancel if you need to. But don't be wishy-washy. One of the things and my husband's really really good at this. He is so so good at showing up for people, being with his friends, making plans. He's always buying concert tickets for us. He's always planning dates um and I'm the person who's like anxious alone in the corner. Like, I haven't been outside in four days. Why do you think I don't feel good? <laughs> no, but a little bit. Anyway, um, he's really, really good at this. So lately in the last few years, I've really, really prided myself on only canceling if I really must cancel. There's something like tonight my daughter is sick. That's obviously she trumps everything like she's sick can't go no problem. People understand that and they respect you more for it because I never cancel. If I say, people do this with shows a lot too, because obviously I'm, I'm a comedian and stuff and I'll have shows and people be like, I'm gonna come to your show uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, oh my God, I'm gonna be there, I can't wait. And then they always cancel and that's fine. You don't, I feel like comedians never expect anyone to come to shows. We're always like, yeah, I have a show. And people are like, oh my God, I can't wait. And then when people come, you're like, oh my God. I have a couple um, OGs that come to my shows all the time and I'm obsessed with you. You know who you are, you're great. Um, but we don't like expect, I don't know, anyway. Um, but I'll like, I, I'm in a lot of like, uh, comedian groups and, and stuff and people will be like, oh, I have this show. I'll never say, see you there unless I truly, truly plan to come and I'm going to do everything in my power to come. I've purchased a ticket. I will be there. I'm not the, I'm not the person to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Friday morning rolls around and I'm like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe it. Always an excuse. No. So cancel if you must be honest, be open, be direct and clear. But if you say yes to plans, try to keep them. Try to go to those plans because it'll probably be really fun once you get there. Um, And then the one thing I'm loving, I got this vitamin E oil at Trader Joe's. Can you even? Trader Joe's has, it's in like the, the be- is there a beauty section at Trader Joe's? <laughs> it's in like where the lotions and and things are, like where the like toilet paper is and dog treats. And that's the beauty section. Toilet paper, dog treats, lotion, um, vitamins, whatever. It's kind of in that section, but it's a vitamin E oil. It's maybe like four inches tall and it's just an oil. And I've been putting it on my hands and my skin. I even put a little bit on my face at night. Um, TBD, if that's gonna make me break out or not, but it, I've been really dry lately. So I've just been putting it a little on top um, before I go to sleep and I love it. So I'll I'll try to link it or, or just describe it better in the description if you wanna try that out and buy it. Um, and again, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Have a great day. This has been Exaggerated. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Follow me on social media at Timo Lin. That's T M O L Y N N. 
And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and join the conversation by emailing me at exaggeratedpod at gmail.com. Until next time, don't forget, it's all a bit exaggerated.